Well, this morning, we're looking at the, the text, He Prepares Your Path. It is, um, I don't know, sometimes if you ever take a walk in the woods, <laughs> uh, you know, you walk and sometimes you find trails that are the animal trails, the deer path, uh, the rabbit trails, and uh, the squirrel trails. They're up a tree. But, uh, <laughs> but you find the different paths that uh, animals uh, trot or go through. And, you know, sometimes in the winter when it's just a, a light snow over, you can see where the deer have gone their favorite trail. I was uh, in the farm, you always had a cow path. And the uh, cow path is, you know, they would be one part of the pasture and they would all just kind of walk the same trail back up. It was interesting that whenever they um, uh, invented this packer, you know, that they would pull behind the dozers and things to pack roadways and stuff, that the bottom of those spikes, as it were, that they pack with are, are concaved, yeah, uh, about the size, about the way that a hoof of an animal is, so that because they are, that's the best way of packing. So that's why you have the animal trails that are so uh, predominant, is that their hoof is set in such a way that it, it packs the, the, the dirt underneath their hoof, but it also gives them stability on, on uh, slippery slopes, and sometimes I like to watch, um, only ever, I remember seeing one time that there were these um, billy goats or the goats, mountain goats, and they were on top of a, uh, a cliff, and there was one over on here, and there was a gap in the middle. And it was, I don't know how far apart it was, but those animals jumped off from one side to the other the whole way down <laughs> the, to the, the wall of that, of that canyon there. And it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, you thought they would have fallen, but they all just followed each other down the, down the trail. Well, sometimes I think God is taking us on a path that is like jump from one cliff to another, back and forth and back and forth. But uh, one of the things is that God goes before us and he prepares a way for us. And today's text is in Isaiah chapter 45, and it's verse 2, but I'll read more than that. Um, God's message to his anointed, to Cyrus whom he took by the hand to give the task of taming the nations, of terrifying their kings. He gave him free reign, no restrictions. I'll go ahead of you, clearing and paving the road. I'll break down the bronze city gates, smash padlocks, kick down barred entrances, and I'll lead you to buried treasure. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a pirate, you know. <laughs> theme that uh, God is going to our hire lead the pirates to uh, a bounty. But in reality, we find that God is telling the king that he's going to use him to bring stability back to a region. He's going to use Cyrus to bring about a, a plan that he, God has for that region, and he's going to bless Cyrus, even though he is not the best man for the job, uh, even though he is, doesn't even know him, it st states here later on, it is because I I'll lead you to the buried treasure, secret catches of valuables, confirmations that it is, in fact, I, God, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. It's because of my dear servant Jacob, Israel, my chosen. So as we look at this, um, this text, it's interesting that in ancient times, when the king was going to go on a journey, he would send out the slaves and the, the, the road that he was taking, 
they would take out the bins in the road. <laughs> you know, they'd take the heavy machinery, the pick and the axe and the shovel, and they would take that out and they would take the mountains and flatten them and they would bring the, the valleys and they would pour the dirt in there so that the king's road would be flat and it would be straight and it would be taking him to a destination because you didn't want the king racking and rolling back in a, a cart trying to make it to a, a, dirt, a certain place. So it would be um, one of those things that the king would send out his slaves to make the pathway straight. But whenever we look at our lives, God is giving us that same promise that he is going to go before us and that he's going to make your crooked places straight. Hmm. That God will, uh, clearing a paved road, he'll break down the city gates, he'll break down, in this case for, for uh, Cyrus, he was telling him he's going to give him the ability to conquer, to invade, to destroy people's strongholds in order to, you know, they're using their fortresses and their cities to do destructive uh, things. And God is telling Cyrus, I'm going to give you the ability to do it. So <clears throat> as God is preparing our path, sometimes we feel like, you ever in a dry season? <laughs> Ever feel like you've run into a brick wall? <laughs> Ever feel like things are just not going the way I had it planned? Well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> because God has a plan, God has a purpose, and if God, and we know that God is leading us, so therefore, experiencing difficulties is not a um, disaster, and it's not an end in itself. The difficulty that we experience is something we need to go through in order to arrive at where we need to be next. And so God is leading us on this path and that he has prepared a path and he's telling us that we are to be encouraged because we are encouraged with the fact that God has promised to make our way straight and that God has given us uh, an expectation of where we are to end up. You see, if we don't have a dream, if we don't have a vision, you see, sight is looking at what we have. And sight is being able to say, you know, two plus two is four, and you know, if I don't have enough money in the bank account, it's not gonna happen, you know. So we've, we've, we're very much factual, but yet we're very short-sighted. We're very short-sighted because we think of things in the moment. But God is telling us he wants us to have an expectation beyond the moment. That God wants, to, God wants us to have an expectation of what is in our future, of where he wants to lead us and where this path is going. Now, we're very familiar with Abraham, that he's in Ur of the Chaldees. He's off by himself and some, his family in some uh, distant land. And God tells him, calls him, says, Abraham, I want you to take a, a road. I want you to leave your country. I want you to leave your kindred. I want you to leave the security of where you're at. And I want you to go to a place that I'll show you when you get there. Now, none of us would sign up for that AAA triptych. <laughs> You don't know where you're going, but I'll tell you when you get there. I'll send you the last section of the map <laughs> later on. Well, Abraham had an expectation, and his expectation was that God was going to take him somewhere, but he didn't know exactly where, but he knew he had to take this path. He had to start off on the path. And on this path, he experienced different difficulties, different situations. So it's the same way with us. God has a plan for us and a purpose for our life. 
<laughs> that I, I, I think of it um, in, the, in, in, the, in the context that inside of us are all these giftings, <laughs> you know, all these abilities that God has put in the package. But life then will bring those things to the surface. Now, sometimes we can put the cork in the bottle and I'm not going to believe that something good is going. I'm going to pay people back. I'm going to hurt people. I'm going to destroy them. They hurt me. And we get all sidetracked because someone brought pain into our life. Well, what, we, what we're doing then is not allowing pain to force us to see in a different direction and forcing, forcing us off the path to go get even and, and bring up all this terror and hurt, hatred and stuff. What we're doing is, God, forgive them. You take care of them. I got to keep going. <laughs> Just like Abraham. He had, to, he had to keep going on his path because he, hasn't, he had not arrived at the land that God had given him. So there were obstacles that happened. There were difficulties that came along the journey. But God gave Abraham a call that he was going to have children as many as the stars. And he didn't even have a son. <laughs> he didn't have any children. And that he was going to have children as many as the sands of the shore. He didn't have a child. But by faith, he would take that step. And in our lives, it's, it's somewhat the same, that God has a, a destiny for us. God has a purpose for us. And whenever we run into difficulties, that's not a bad thing. It's just a time that which we've got to ask God for direction and wisdom and understanding to deal with the difficulties. You know, we've got to see how that God is going to work in us. And on, I think, undoubtedly, he brings out some of the things that are already on the inside. He brings to the surface the things and the qualities that he's already put inside the package. And the Holy Spirit takes those things and takes our abilities and by the combination of God and us, we're able to deal with these things in a way that takes us through the difficulties. So he tells Cyrus here that um, he's going to break down the bronze city gates. He's going to smash the padlocks and kick down the, the, the barred entrances. In our life, whenever we find ourselves at that padlocked place, that there's just no way out of this. God is saying, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah. Well, God, there's no way out of this. It's all locked up, the bars, the gates, and everything's there. I'm not hearing you right, David. What are you saying? <laughs> that you've run into something that I didn't know was there? You're running into an obstacle that I have led you to that you can't overcome? Well, you see, so our faith is saying that God is preparing a way for us and whenever we come to those locked gates and those bronze, wall, bronze city gates and all those things, God is going to enable us to kick them down. Did you ever kick a door? None of you women probably never did, but I've kicked a few doors. <laughs> yeah. I always, my, my you know, those... Uh, Sensors, when you walk into the doors, they, they open up, you know, you walk in. We're, we're pretty used to that now, but I mean, year, years ago, there's this lady was going into a store, and she walked up, and it didn't open, and she looks up at the sensor, and she goes, you open that door right now. <laughs> she thought somebody was watching a, a mirror, a camera, and they were pushing the button to open the door, and she's bawling them out, you open that door for me right now. <laughs> and the door opens, she goes, see, I told you, and she... <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> God will use our limited, you know, she probably thought bawling that guy out made the door open, you know. <laughs> so our difficulties sometimes call for more uh, uh, different measures <laughs> than what we're used to or what we may think they're, they're, they may be. So as we're going through difficult times, it's not the end. It's only the beginning. <laughs> I'm drawing on that sermon that we had about four weeks ago or so, and it's only the beginning. So we are in the beginning of our process. We are in the beginning of our journey. Well, I'm almost, you know, so old, but I'm still in the beginning because this is the, this is the first day of the rest of our lives. I mean, you know, we think we've heard that before, but... Who knows how much time we have left? We don't know. So we need to look at where we're at as, as a way of beginning the journey again and again and again that God has a process, a path that he is leading us on. So when the king came to make a trip, he would send out these workers and um, we find that God is working through all of these difficulties. The 23rd Psalm says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. That when we are in the presence of our enemies, God is going to set the table. Now, we don't want to have a table set in front of our enemies because we've got to keep an eye on them. We're all worked up over them. We're all worried about them. And God is saying, wait a minute. You're, you see... We're passing through the shadow of change. The shadow of death is the shadow of change, transition. And we're passing through the shadow of transition that is not familiar to us. And it is in the shadow of places where there are obstacles and uh, treacheries and uh, robbers and predators are there to, robbers are there to attack the shepherds and the predators are there to <laughs> have lunch. And, uh, and, and he's saying to us, don't worry about it. I'm leading you through the path of change and that, that you prepare uh, a table before, and you prepare a table in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. You see, that God is, God is providing for us a refreshing experience in the midst of the change. <laughs> I don't think this is a refreshing experience. You know, but you anoint my head with oil, that you are anointing me, that you are allowing your spirit to flow over me in this very place where I should be afraid of mine enemies. I should be afraid of what's going to happen next. But I don't have to be afraid because you are with me. God is with me. He is preparing a table before me. He is going to refresh me. He's going to restore. <laughs> he's going to restore. It means he's going to renew my strength. He's going to renew me in this place of transition. You know, sometimes doing the same old, same old is just as deadly as doing nothing <laughs> because we're doing the same old, same old and we lose sight of where we're going. It's important that in the transition, when things change, we need to see that God is the one who is directing my path. And what I'm doing in this, in this place of change, I am asking God for his peace. I'm asking God for his presence. 
I am thanking God that he will never leave me nor forsake me. Um, over and over again, uh, when I'm uh, dealing with someone who is in the last days or last weeks of their life, and they are very much um, afraid of what's ahead. Uh, my, the thing that I believe God has given me to share with them is, okay, when you go out here to the end and you're ready to go home to heaven, are we forgiven and ready to meet God? If we're not, we need to be ready. You know, ask God for forgiveness and be ready. Okay, we do that. Now that we're ready out there, should that day, when that day comes, we're okay. We're safe over there. So now let's come back to today. If I'm safe over there, I'm safe here. And if I'm forgiven over there, I am forgiven here. So in this place of forgiveness, I find rest. I am transitioning. I, this person is going to be trans, is transitioning from wellness to, to this illness and to their, their body closing down, but they are transitioning. But in this place of transition, God is there and they find rest for their soul. And they find a place of peace that they don't have to worry about that over there. So in our lives, I believe that God brings us to this place of transition, no matter what it is. You know, no matter where we are at, no matter what we're going through, we're transitioning. But in the place of transition, God is there. And when God is here, he is refreshing, he's anointing my, my life, and I'm safe in his presence, I'm safe in his hands, and so therefore I am thankful for this place of transition. Because I was safe back there whenever I was doing my same old, same old, and I'm safe out ahead when I'm going to, if something should happen that I should die and go to heaven, I'm safe there. So why should I not be safe and secure right here? Because he directs my step, my path. The enemies are around me, but God has anointed me with his oil and the oil of the Holy Spirit's presence is upon my life, and therefore, God is with me. <laughs> and we have to do our best. We have to plan. We have to, we have to work. You know, well, I don't have to go to work anymore. God's with me. That's going to be a big transition. <laughs> well, that's not what he had in mind. But the idea is that God is going to help me move forward in my life. Going forward in our life is we don't quit. We fall down, we get up. Well, why did God let me fall down? Well, why did you trip? You know, <laughs> I remember one lady, uh, this, was, uh, this, is, this was going back many years. She had fallen. You know, she's an elderly lady, came to church here all the time. She's the one who told me, first, first Sunday I was here, tried out. You know, I'm always, you know, did they like my sermon? Did like, didn't like my sermon? Are they going to say, come or go? Met the lady at the door and she says, sure glad you don't have a beard. I couldn't vote for a preacher who had a beard. <laughs> Did you like my sermon? No, you liked that I didn't have a beard. She'd probably throw me out now with the beard. <laughs> yeah, she had a different perspective of life. Anyhow, she fell down, and she broke her arm. So I visited her and was talking to her, and I said, well, before I left, I said, uh, well, what happened that you fell? You know, I figured she'd say, I tripped. You know, I tripped over the rug or whatever. No, she says, God pushed me. I said, what? Yeah, God pushed me. I was just standing there, and he pushed me down. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's the God I'm going to sign up for. <laughs> what, what text did you get that out of, you know? 
And then, then I said, well, is there anything else you, you know, okay, is there something you'd like me to pray for? She says, well, pray that God would heal me. Okay, let me see here. First he knocks you down so you can pray for him to make you better. <laughs> you know, it's no wonder people get a mixed up religion, a mixed up faith, because they have this crazy concepts of what God does and doesn't do. And we find that God is going to make the crooked places straight, that whenever we find ourselves in the midst of transition, God is there. And that nothing can ever separate me from him. And so in this text that Isaiah is writing here to Cyrus, he's saying that God, God's message to his anointed. Hmm. God's message to his anointed. When we come to Christ, when we allow Christ to be in our hearts and for forgiveness, that God anoints us. He anoints our life with his presence, his oil. And the oil of gladness, the oil of thanksgiving, the oil of peace, that God is with me. And whenever we have this assurance that God is with me, we do better. We do better. We run faster, we think better. Why? Because we stop and we ask God for help. We stop and ask him to help us in our studies. We stop and we ask him to help us in our tests. We stop and help, ask God for help in our transitions and in our difficulties. We are, we are not, we're, we're recognizing that we're not alone in this. So in my workplace, God is there. <laughs> you know, right, Ruth? Yeah. You know, sometimes we think that God has, you know, he packed his bags and left. He wouldn't be around here anymore. But God is there. And this is what, and, and then we go to 2 Timothy. For the, the path that God has called, he is straightening out the path. He is anointing you and refreshing you. And then he says to Timothy, Paul says to Timothy, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. So as we're walking down this path, and here Paul is in, trying to encourage Timothy, and I think that Isaiah is in, encouraging Cyrus in the, in the challenges that's coming to him, but Paul is in, encouraging Timothy, and he's telling him, stir up the gift that is in you. You know, sometimes you just have to stir the pot. Yes, we have to stir the pot. <laughs> you know, why do you stir the pot? Because a lot of the ingredients are stuck at the bottom. And when we do the same old, same old, we kind of get stuck in the same old routine and all the other, some of the things get settled there. God wants us to stir up the gifts. The giftings that are in you is that we are praying that God would bring to the surface the giftings that I already have. The giftings that I already have. You see, we need to stir up the gifts that are inside of us. You haven't yet found all of the giftings that are in you. And some of these giftings that you have in you won't show up until, you know, 10 years from now because you don't need them today. You'll need them then. And that whenever, whatever you need, God is going to be there to help you bring those things to the surface and the things that you are learning to deal with now will help you in tomorrow's circumstances. So that we're always looking forward. Our, our vision is in front of us. Not only our sight, <laughs> you drove here today in the car, the windshield is big, the rearview mirror is small, there's a reason. <laughs> what's in front of you is more important than what's behind you. 
So if you're always looking in the rearview mirror, you're going to run into a telephone pole. So <laughs> it's what's in front of you that you're going towards. And that's where we're going. It's like one, one guy said that uh, um, waiting for everything to be right is like sitting in your driveway waiting for all the lights to turn green before you pull out. <laughs> you know, some people are just stuck that way. Oh, well, I can't go yet. Why? I don't know, but I can't, you know, no. Our future's in front of us. We need to go. Therefore, I remind you, stir up the giftings that are inside of you. I'm the one who armed you for this work. That's Isaiah. I'm the one who armed you for this work. I have given you what you need. Stir up the gift. So as we look at that, now, whenever we go to school and, you know, education and all that, what we're doing is learning what these gifts really are. Learning what these things, these talents really are and how that we can better use them. How that we can better understand the things that, and who I am. You know, we, don't, we, we understand where we're at right now, somewhat, but we don't understand where all of this is taking us. Only God does. So as I am at peace with God, God is the director. He is the establisher of my path. He keeps me going. <laughs> he gives me the strength to go forward, and I am thankful for where I am at because if I am not thankful for what I have, why will more change it? <laughs> more won't make me happy if I'm not happy with what I have. So being grateful for what I have, being grateful for what I've learned, being grateful for how I can share who I am will just continue to set the stage and set the pattern for what we will receive because of great being, being grateful for where we are enables us to achieve more and receive more. So it's time for us to stir up the gifts, stir up the dreams, stir up the talents, sometimes to stretch yourself to do things you haven't done or you haven't done for a long time. And they're not New Year's resolutions, you know. I'll try this for two weeks and see what happens. The scripture tells us that without the vision, people perish. My vision is where I, my goal is out there somewhere. It's out there. Now, along the way, I may change. You know, I may change before I get to that vision, but be, being where that I'm at, I always do the idea that if I'm going to my future, my future's off to the right, I can't make the, I can't make the change until I hit the wall. <laughs> I have to walk the path until I hit the wall where there's no further to go, and God will either kick down the wall or say, go right. <laughs> you know, go right or go left. But I can't make that decision until I reach that wall. And that was my vision, but I got there and I saw, oh, this vision is connected to this destiny in this place. And that's how we see how that God has been leading us through all these years. You know, when we came here, you know, it was part of the dream was to build the church and fill the church to overflowing. But along the way, it was go to the hospital and work there and, you know, counsel and work there and, and you know, and, and impart God to people, where, you know, in the places that you're at. And still here, still still doing the ministry, still serving people, and building the kingdom of God that doesn't necessarily sit in the pew. But I want the people to sit in the pew, too. It isn't like, you know, I, you know it's like, well, preacher, don't want anybody to come to church. If nobody showed up, you wouldn't have to preach. <laughs> you don't have anybody to preach to. You don't have a job. <laughs> so that has nothing to do with the sermon. But... Uh, <laughs> So, 
So what are we going to say? Dream bigger dreams. Stretch yourself further. Knowing that <laughs> he prepares a path. And Isaiah 40, 31 says, those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. God is saying he has a path for us. God is saying he has a plan for us. God is saying he's already put the gifts inside of you to get there. And whenever you think that you're not strong enough to go, he promises to renew your strength. So you see, this isn't about me getting to where I want to be. It's about me realizing God wants to help me to achieve something, to go places, go places where no man has gone before. <laughs> Not to Mars. <laughs> God wants us to go places that you never dreamed possible. And, and sometimes we just need to um, realize that God really wants something for us. That God wants to show his greatness through your life. God wants nothing more, I mean, he wants more, but God wants to bless our lives in such a way that we are thankful and that people see the goodness of God in our life and how that that would have never happened had God not been with you. And the more we live that way, the greater our testimony, the greater our success, and the more we give credit to God, being thankful for where we are at, being thankful for the difficulties. Because if you're looking for the good, you're going to find it. But if you're looking for the evil and the wrong, you're going to find it. So, uh, that what are we believing for? That's what you'll have. Believing for success, believing for renewal, believing for good things to come into our life, believing that God is going to work through my life, he's going to work through difficulties, that I find myself in place. God is going, God is bringing me here and I don't know why, but I'm thankful that I am here and that he is going to help me through this. I'm going to see the hand of God in my life. So what we're looking for, we will find. And whenever we allow God, when we're looking through faith, we are allowing God then to anoint our heads, anoint our lives with the oil of the Holy Spirit and that we're able to have strength and grace and mercy. <laughs> have strength. <laughs> you know, and the, the final thought, uh, there's a bunch more that I have, but um, God says, if you love me, you obey me. Now, the, the thing about our obedience, that God isn't wanting us, you know, with staple, staple the Ten Commandments on our forehead and we pull them down and read them and let them flap up again, that's not, uh, that's, that is, the, God wants us to obey that. But obedience is asking God. Obedience is a, is a life of faith that God will work in me. God wants us to obey him, meaning he wants us to believe in him so that he can bless our lives. He's not wanting us to as we break the commandments, we go, oh my gosh, did you, God, you see what I did? Oh, you must really hate me. No, he doesn't change his thoughts of you. He is, our, our, our desire is to have faith, to, to believe that God can do these things in our life because that's what he wants to do. He wants us to obey him so that we can be recipients of all the good that he wants to do in our lives. 
So if you love me, keep my commandments, meaning I'll never leave you nor forsake you, that all things can work to a good in our life, that in my weakness I will find strength, in my um, turmoil God can bring me peace, in my place of, of, of financial ruin God can bring financial blessing, if you love me, obey me. I mean, look for how the God can work in our life. Let's stand. <laughs> God has a path for you. God has a plan for you. And no matter where we are at, we're still on the, pl- we're on the path. Amen? Amen? Jesus, thank you that your greatest desire is for us to receive the goodness of your love and your blessing, that, Lord, we may be your witnesses of all the good that you can do in us and through us and through our work and through our gifts of serving you and serving others. Help us, Lord, to be grateful for the place you have put us, placed us, so that we, Lord, can be greater servants of yours. We receive, we open our hearts and be, we're receptive of your blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.